0: Heavenly Father, we come to you and we ask that you would just share your heart with us right now. Lord, we take a time right now to invite you. We know that you are here and you are present in this room, but we invite you into our hearts and into our minds. And we ask that you would lead us and that you would direct us in uh, what you have for us this morning. Um, Lord, I do know this, that when there are sound difficulties and different things like that, um, many times it's because uh, the enemy does not want to... Uh, let what is going to take place happen. And so he tries to steal it from us. And so Lord, we take a moment in time right now just to focus on you. Um, And Lord, I focus on you. And I ask that you would use me to communicate your heart and your word. And Lord, I pray that in our interaction time that people would be free to share what you are speaking to them what you are revealing to them. And so, Lord, we lift up this service. We give you this time, this message. And, Lord, our prayer is that every one of us would leave this room differently than when we came in. And so, we Lord, Lord, we thank you for the, the word that is alive, that it is active, and that it speaks to each one of us. And so, Lord, we ask that you would use your word to speak to our hearts. And, Lord, we thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, two weeks ago, uh, last weekend was house church. Two weekends ago, we um, did a kind of a group discussion uh, on the book of Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6, and today what we're going to do is we're going to jump into Colossians uh, chapter 3, and we're just going to go through one verses 1 through 4. Let me just share how we kind of came up with these scriptures. The first couple weeks in January, January, as I mentioned, we have been talking about the importance of uh, just equipping and training the church, and um, I i said this but i'll say it again um we are in a day and an age right now where we can get really good teaching within the next 30 or 60 seconds yes Um, you can pull out your phone and you can get some of the best teachers in the world on a podcast and start listening to them right now and so um we think teaching is very important but as we have been discussing what god is doing in the church these days um, we have felt very strongly that the Lord is, is challenging us to come alongside of you guys and equip and train. And even in uh, this little hour and a half window that we have on a weekend, we wanted to bring some of that into our actual services. And so we've been just kind of sharing what that would look like. And then two weeks ago, uh, we kind of had a really great discussion. And here it was what was so exciting about that. The difference between Saturday night and Sunday night was absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, we decided as a staff that we need to put both Saturday and Sunday on our podcast because they took two different directions. And so if you were here Sunday last week, uh, I would encourage you, go back and listen to Saturday because it took a completely different tone and the message that came out was completely different than it was on Sunday. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, there are people in this room um, that have decided we're coming both Saturday and Sunday because we don't want to miss anything God is doing which is Im- absolutely amazing. And so if you are new here, sit back and enjoy what God has for you. Um, but, but we do get a little interactive. We, we will be asking questions, and we're going to be passing the microphone. And we are going to uh, kind of study the Word together today. And the hopes of this is, first off, that God would speak to us. Second is that you would learn a little bit in regards to how to study your Word because um, when we go to the Bible and we get into it, um we begin to see the power that comes from actually studying it out and unfortunately in in church a lot of times um a lot of times it's relegated to the pastors and whoever is speaking from the front and we want to encourage you get into uh the bible get into god's word and read it and and let it become a part of who you are and so uh just real quick um Ephesians 4 last time, uh, we actually got recommended from somebody in the church that said, hey, uh, this is just really speaking to me. We took it as a leadership team and we were like, this is really good. And so that's why we've talked about that. This week, same thing happened, but let me tell you why it happened. Um, this individual actually came to us and said, hey, I love what you're doing and I like the idea of it, but here is my concern. My concern is that as you are giving the church the opportunity to speak into these things, what if in the midst of that um, we have people that maybe don't fully understand uh, the word of God? They don't fully understand uh, how to interpret it? Or what if they start to share? What if they raise their hand and grab the microphone? And, and the concern is actually very valid because here's, here's what we have decided. There's a fine line between uh, having the truth of God, right? and then also expressing and having the love that God has and desires for us to have. Do you know that's an interesting ben- uh, attention? There's an interesting balance there because you can swing the pendulum one side and have so much truth that you kill everybody in the room. Does that make sense? And you, you take this book and and it's got all kinds of great um words of wisdom for us to live by but then you can start to beat people over the head with it and become actually um ineffective in actually sharing the good news with god and so um we need to have love to to bring that truth into that that plumb line that, that balanced position but on the flip side if you only have love but don't have any truth then you can get um I, the term that i've heard is sloppy agape Have you heard that term? And it can just get kind of out out of balance. And so what we, uh, and this individual said, is how are you gonna do this in light of this scripture in Colossians? And uh, we thought, wow, that is a really great question. uh, Because there's a tension. We are charged to respect God, fear God, and love Him. And yet we are also charged to respect one another and love one another. And so we need to kind of find that place where um, the horizontal where we are engaging with one another um, team up with the vertical where we're engaging with God and what he has for us. And so it's an interesting dynamic and it's an interesting tension and I want you to be thinking of uh, these four verses through that light and how this speaks to us in regards to that. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the uh, verse four different times and I'm gonna ask four different questions as we go through, kind of like we did two weeks ago. And uh, the first time I'm gonna read it in the NIV, I'm gonna change the translations um, as well. And um, while I read it, here's the question that I just simply want you to ask. We won't even pass the mic for the first one. I just want you to key on one word, maybe two at the most, but one or two words. What jumps off out of this section of scripture the first time I read through it. And so this is in the NIV, and it says this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Okay, again, a word or two that just jumped out. What came, and by the way, if you want to follow along, if you go to Version, the Bible app, there's three little lines on the bottom right. You can click that and click on events, and you'll see the notes, so you can kind of read the translation that we're currently reading. But uh, just shout it out, just lift your hand so I can... See who's shouting it out, but lift your hand and just give me the word or two words that that came to mind. Hidden, love it. Okay, somebody else. Life. Okay. Set. That's a good word there. It's a small word there, but it's a good one, huh? Raised. Okay. What was that on things, on things above, okay, love that, somebody else with him, That's good wait, these are really good words, aren't they? We could kind of just put the words together and be like all right there's a there's a really good message right there, set with him on things above, yep, Online we have somebody who says Christ who endured life. Endure life, love it. Anybody else? Okay, we're going to read it a second time. This time I'm going to read it, um, and and by the way, BibleHub, BibleHub.com, it's a great resource for you to be able to study um, the Word of God and to kind of get into it. You can look up the Greek words. You can look up different meanings of different things, um, and so um, you can click on a single verse, and it will actually bring up all the many different translations, and so that's what I'm bringing to you is I want st- to I want you to see that there's different uh, translations that take the same set of Greek words and translate it just a little bit differently. This translation actually caught my attention this week and it is the Aramaic Bible in plain English. Okay, Aramaic Bible in plain English and this is how it reads. The question that I'm going to ask you is this, is there a deeper meaning? What's the deeper meaning of this scripture? Um, What is God, what is the Holy Spirit trying to speak to us as a church um, through these four verses? And so as I read that, let the Holy Spirit begin to speak to you in regards to this. If therefore you are risen with the Messiah, seek that which is above, the place where the Messiah sits at the right hand of God. Feed on that which is above and not that which is in the earth. For you have died to yourselves, and your lives are hidden with the Messiah in God. And whenever the Messiah, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Love that. All right, we are going to pass the mic this time now. What is something that the Holy Spirit is just showing you out of that scripture? What came to mind as I was reading through that? What came to mind about these four verses um, that, that... the Lord um, wanted to uh, tell you, but maybe share with, with this church right now. Right here, you know, front. Oh, and please, uh, just again, real quick, a little reminder of the rules of engagement of this. Um, we want you to listen well. We want you to um, take uh, take your time to speak out what your thoughts are. Don't be offended at anybody else's thought or opinion in the middle of this, but we want to interact together as a body and state your name right before you say it.
1: <coughs> I'm Lindsay. Um, the thing that stuck out to me the most <laughs> was the word feed. Mm. <laughs> feed on that which is above. And the correlation I got, I guess the deeper meaning in this day and age. We have news feed, we have mm. social media feed, we have mm. all types of Things that we feed on that are of earthly things um, that don't bring us peace, don't bring us—that's so good. Um, that kind of stuff. So to feed on that, which is above, um, even in our just <coughs> daily feeds <laughs> that we pay attention to,
0: maybe that's really good. Love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else have feed kind of speak to their heart? Uh, read that. Just it's it's the same word. Set. Whoever said set over here. Talked about, that's, that's feed, that the uh, Aramaic Bible in plain English that y- uses. Yep, and then compare here too.
2: So this is Jake. Um, actually, to go with that, the question is kind of posed, could we be full if we feed on those things? Go more into detail on that. So can you actually be full of the things of God and of heaven if that's where you're constantly getting fed?
0: Hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a good question. Uh,
3: my name's Rebecca. Um, so again, along with this word, and I don't remember the name of the person who had this dream. Somebody else may have heard it before because it was like a well-known speaker, but he had this dream where he was walking through this big house and um, he walked into the kitchen and there was a dining room. And the table was set beautifully and there was this huge trash can and there were these all these plates filled filled with decadent food but like sitting in the trash can and um, he's like well that's a weird dream and so he woke up the next day and it was sticking with him so he asked the Lord like what did that mean and God basically told him those were all the meals that I wanted to have for you for you to come share with me but you didn't come Mm. basically like you I, I invite you to come and share a meal with me you know, come and sit down and be in my presence. Sit at my table, and yet you didn't come.
0: Hmm, that's good. So, if I'm hearing you correct, as you read where it says here, feed. I, there's an invitation from God for all of us to come. Well yeah. Yeah, just.
3: Sorry. And I mean, it just like correlates with what everybody just said about feed and like set. You know, and it's yeah, yeah, it's really good. The invitation's there, and how often do we not go and sit with Him and eat what He has for us?
0: Hmm that's good. Somebody else?
4: I'm John.
5: Uh, I'm going to take it a little different direction, but when I read these four verses, it kind of reminds me that my life is not about myself. Because um, mm. it says that you, you died to yourself, and we are hidden with the Messiah and we're only revealed when he's revealed. So, I don't know. It's just it's not about me. It's kind of what help he wants me to
0: live and yeah. Yeah. I- anybody else I, I I get that everybody would say the right answer is that it's all about him. Um they even you know there's even a worship song that in the 90s or something it's all about you, you know. Um, but um, I'm just going to be completely open and transparent. As much as I would like to say that it's all about him, there is much of my life that I live all about me. Anybody else? Um, and so that's that's a very interesting um, thing that you bring out here, John, because it brings up just a very um, the very tension that I think all of us live in, and that is how do we go from me and it being all about me and transitioning it to being about him and all about him, and I would agree. I think he's giving us some instruction on how to do that.
5: Um, I just uh, I found myself last. Oh, sorry, DJ. I'm DJ. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even follow the basic instructions. <laughs> Reminds me of high school. Um, anyway, I, I thought last night in in studying this out that it's interesting because it uses your life is hidden with the Messiah or hidden with Christ. And then the very next verse says, when he is revealed, your life will be revealed with it. And so it's interesting to your point, John, I think we all live with that idea of like, okay, we know that God is calling our life to be hidden in Christ and kind of like, not about us, about him. But I think what's kind of cool is that he brings it full circle. So like, I kind of envision, I think there's like a little meme out there of like Homer Simpson shrinking back into like a hedge of... Oh, don't act like you haven't seen that. Come on, guys. You know when you're like embarrassed and you're just like shrinking back and disappearing into this hedge of whatever, this green bush or whatever. Um, I think you know we're we're meant to be hidden in Christ, but the cool thing is it doesn't end there. But He basically is saying like, as Jesus is revealed in us, I don't know, maybe that means when He comes back, but also maybe like in this life, like may I don't know, maybe it means that as He becomes more and more visible and the light goes on on Him, um, we then sort of with Him become visible in the right way, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, sure. to your point. That's
0: really good, really good.
5: Somebody else, Over right here? It's Neil's side. We're getting territorial with the mics here.
6: Um I'm Elena, um, I think this is so cool and it like makes me all giddy and happy inside because I... <laughs> um, I was at Youth last night, um, Shine Youth, and um, I shared my testimony with them. And reading this version, um, it says, For you have died to yourselves, and and your lives are hidden with the Messiah and God. I see it as a protection. He covers you. He puts a veil over you um, to block all of the negativity that's in the world. Mm. And for um, just going from a youth perspective, mindset it's they deal with a lot of really weird stuff that some other generations probably didn't or had little exposure to and I see it as he's hiding you from what he doesn't want you to see he wants to keep your innocence he wants to keep your eyes only on him and not what you're seeing you know horizontal Mm. wise um um so yeah and I I also see it as um die to yourselves. Um, when I was preparing for what I was going to say last night, it was, um, it stretched me and it was a really difficult, um, uh, process. Cause I didn't, I forgot about the pain. Um, cause he healed, healed me from that. And Mm. then I had to remind myself what my mindset was so I could help the kids who are still in that mindset. And so I died, from that past experience and now I'm new in Him.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's really good. So I, I, it's interesting because I'm trying, I want the Holy Spirit to speak Saturday and Sunday and be completely separate in regards to wanting the fresh word for today. But there was something that was shared last night that I am just reminded of that I want to share. Somebody shared about this hiddenness, about uh, the fact that she, is a mother right now and she's hidden in the motherhood. I mean, that's that's just everything that her life is about right now and, and that's, it's everything that surrounds her. And she actually said, and to die to myself because once I became a mother, she goes, uh, one of the things that she realized that she died to was being able to sleep. <laughs> and by the way, uh, as our daughter was on a plane, I, that doesn't go away. You You, you know, 23 year old and we're still Losing sleep over. Has she landed yet? Has she landed yet? You know those kind of things Um, But when you're hidden in whatever it is you you are you're bound uh, wrapped around by that thing And um, so she just used that as a correlation. Are you hidden in Christ? Is is Christ the thing that envelops you and is all around you? And is it all about him or or are there things in your life that you're hidden in that don't include Christ? Which I thought was incredibly insightful, and what a you know a great illustration on that. So that's just really good. Somebody else, while you're thinking, actually, I want to talk about the word "set" real quick and "feed." Um, interesting for me um, is that um, the word "set," and I'm going to go back to the NIV because it's the only place that has "set" as the word. But in verse one, it says, "Set your hearts on things above." In verse two, it says, "Set your minds." on things above, which interestingly, um, it's brought up twice, but that little word right there, set or set your heart, actually heart isn't actually even in the Greek if you look it up, and then it says set your mind, and set your mind is a Greek word, but the two sets are two different words. This is where Um, getting into Bible Hub or something like that where you can study this out because it has a deeper meaning if you really look into those things. Here's what the two words mean. The first set means to seek. Um, If you look into the deeper meaning, it means this, to get to the bottom of a matter. Now think about this in light of that scripture. It says seek, get to the bottom of the matter. have Have you ever had to do that? parents with your kids have you ever had to ask a bunch of questions to get to the bottom of it you know what is the real heart it's not the surface that, okay they did this but why did they did that? well it's because way over here something happened right get to the bottom of the matter but here's what's interesting it says get to the bottom of the matter in regards to the things above what i mean that th- that can be overwhelming but here's the 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 good news God has given us the Holy Spirit so that he will help us to understand what God is doing in heaven. The prayer says, let's bring heaven to earth, yes? As on earth as it is in heaven in the Lord's prayer, right? And so he's challenging each one of us to get to the bottom, to seek out God, get to the bottom of the things above. Just real quick, you don't have to raise your hand, but I just want you to think about this. This past week, have you given any thought about heavenly things or was it mostly about earthly things? Because if we hide ourselves in the earth or in the heavenly things, guess what? We're going to start to get the things that follow after this. But if we get consumed on the earthly things, that's that's where I get in trouble. I'm not sure about you guys, but that's where I get into trouble. Now, in verse 2, that word set, it means this, to have understanding, to think to observe and to care for. So it's completely different setting of your mind and your thoughts. It's actually to take your mind, your observations, the things that you care for, and put those things on he- the heavenly things, the things that are above. And so, again, my question to you is, what, what are you observing? What are you really caring for? Because that will be a great litmus test to regards, in regards to this section of scripture and how are you doing? How are you doing? Are you setting your care? Are you observing the things of heaven as God wants to bring them here to earth? Or are you just consumed with observation and care for the things of this world? Because this section of scripture is saying we should be caring for, we should be seeking the matter out of the heavenly things and not the earthly things. And that, friends, to me is an incredible challenge to all of us that is being written here to us and that is Hey, let's keep the things vertically going strong because if we can keep the vertical things going, then guess what? In our engagement with one another in this world, at least according to the Bible I read, is if we seek him first and his righteousness, all these things get added to us. But so often in my life, I'm trying to fix all this stuff without going this way first. Anybody? Okay, anybody else? want to talk about that deeper meaning in this that came out in your heart all right oh okay yep
4: I'm Scott um, reading this it makes me start thinking about um, first Timothy and ours being content being mm. content with what I have and not trying to seek so much but to seek him that's not good So.
0: I love it, and I love that you're pulling out other uh, verses. Just, again, equipping and training. When you read your Bible, this is a great way to do it. Read through a section of scripture, see what words pop out to you. Read it again, and start to ask yourself, is there a deeper meaning? What is God trying to communicate? And then ask yourself, or ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, is there any other verses? I love that you brought Timothy out, because absolutely, directly correlates to this, because if you are content in him and the things above, uh, guess what? You're not seeking those other things, right? But when you are seeking those other things, it could be a good litmus test of the fact that you're not content, which then leads to these four verses, which, hey, I'm not setting my mind on these things above. So very good insight. Love it. All right, I'm gonna read it a third time. Here's the question that I want you to ask as I'm reading it. I'm gonna read it in the New King James. And the question is this. How does these four verses point to Jesus Christ? All scripture should point to him, um, when we read the Bible, all of the words, all of the, the chapters, all of the books uh, are there to point to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we need to always ask ourselves, how does this point to Jesus? And so that is the question I will be asking when I get done reading in the King James New King James. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, See, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So church, how the, do these four verses point to Jesus Christ?
7: Hi, Mark. I think this was exactly what Jesus did before he died on the cross. He was not living his life. He was living for
0: the Father. That's so good. So he lived as the living example of this, yes? As a matter of fact, he is quoted as saying many times, I only do what the Father tells me to do. Um, So he lived. Mark, thank you for bringing it out. That's great insight. Love that.
4: Hi I'm Scott um, again Still. that's good <laughs> still here still here still Scott um, the way I look at this is like an instruction for us to follow in order to seek him like it's a manual like do this and you will seek me and you will find me so
0: love it so interesting I- that if we if we if we put our hearts if we, Go to the bottom of the matter, right, in regards to things of, of above. If we put our understanding, our observation, our care in the things of above, then we are going to find Jesus. Is that is that a good paraphrase of what you were saying? Yeah. Love basically that.
4: Basically, just follow it like in an instruction manual, like seek him first before seeking, you know, horizontally, seek ver- vertically.
0: Love that. We're going to get into some application here in just a minute, but I would submit reading these four verses this week and actually trying to do this as an activity, putting your your heart and your mind on things above could be a really good practice and exercise for you. Trying to do that as often as you can throughout the day.
8: I'm Wes. Um, What what stuck out to me was when it said uh, when Christ who is our life Um, appears. How this points to Christ for me is our life is intended to represent Christ within us in our daily life. Mm. Um, And what that's only represented when he is revealed, uh, as the scripture says here, but um, I believe that points, the way that this points to him is that our life should be a representation of who he was when he was here, and it is manifest in us on a daily basis. Mm, That's so
0: good who is our life. I love that. Christ is our life. Again, it goes back to <laughs> how are you doing on that? Is Christ your life or are you your life?
9: What Wes said. <laughs> <laughs> are we okay? So, um, I'm just going to give a little example. Is uh, About 12 years ago, my wife was struggling emotionally and mentally and uh, spiritually. And um, I'd come home from work, and she was um, just really hard to deal with. You know, she was crying all the time, and (coughs) I went out and took a walk. I was just done. And um, while I was out walking, I was having a conversation with Jesus, and I just said, I can't do this anymore. Um, I'm done. And he said, "I." S- he he said, "Oh, son." He said, "I I know this is hard." He said, "But just show up. I'll do the rest." And to what Wes said, um, we show up. We invite him, and his glory then will be revealed in us, because we put aside. I put aside all of my earthly compassion and all those things that I thought I was doing well, but I was wearing myself out. Mm. And on invitation of him um, and him showing up, he showed himself to my wife, and her response was, Honey, I had no idea you were so kind. And I said, It wasn't me.
0: (laughs) That's good. Two things that jumped out to me is, We have to show up and we have to invite Christ in. Um, If we will show up, and I I totally agree, and something in my heart and my mind is resonating very much with this right now, build it in the fact that if we show up and we invite Christ in there, I'm just reminded of all the scriptures that talk about don't worry about what to say because I'll give you the words. Don't worry about what to do because he'll instruct and he'll lead us. But we have to show up and we have to invite him to be there too. I show up to a lot of things that I don't invite Christ to. Mm. Just being completely open and honest and transparent with you. I I come to a lot of meetings and I do a lot of activities throughout the week. And I'm there, um, but many times I don't invite the Holy Spirit or Christ to be a part of that. On the flip side, there are many times where I have interactions and the entire time that I'm having the interaction, I'm there, but I'm asking the Holy Spirit, God, anything you want me to say, anything, and it is uncanny how many great thoughts that I have in those things, not because of me, but because I've invited Jesus into the conversation or into the activity that I'm doing, and all of a sudden, He will give me inspiration and thoughts, and Things to do and things not to do, in in the midst of that. So that's really good.
2: Yep.
7: Um, I'm Jeff. Um, and and where I see Jesus here is there's nothing of this that is available outside of what Jesus did. If he did not come, live a perfect life, die, and was raised again, um, the the standard of glory is perfection. So me on my own, I am unable. To stand in glory, I would die, mm. um, and and so mm. by s- by giving my life to Jesus, um, by saying, Hey, I suck at living my life. Um, this is yours. That is the action of of dying to myself, uh, dying myself, and being putting put myself on that cross with Him. He then says, Hey, I've covered you, and therefore I'm able to enter glory. But I'm not. It's not just entering glory in the future it's actually the access mm-hmm. to enter glory now and to have relationship with a holy and perfect god who normally you know i i, I wouldn't live if i saw him that's you know so I, good. I i can't
2: that's um so
7: good. and and so verses verses three and four are just that result of of us dying with christ and him living a perfect life um and and we have access to that now
0: that's so good I didn't hear a word you said because of the baby. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what a cutie. It's so amazing. Oh. <laughs> That's so amazing. No, I, Jeff, I, the thought that actually came to my mind is, um, and I think we all get this, I, and this is a struggle. I, I, I think would, you would all agree this is a strug- struggle. Um, we understand that our glory, really, if if, if there's going to be any glory in us, it's going to be because of what Jesus did for us. Yes. Yes. And yet, I strive so many times to get that glory on my own. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this. I, you know, I'm not going to say this, and I'm not going to do this, so that that'll bring me glory, right? And then I'll turn it to God. <laughs> no, that's never going to work right what happens is we have to come to the one who was perfect the one who did everything that the father told him to do and we come and do those things and let him get the glory and in the midst of that then guess what we are going to get glory in that but we won't even notice it because it's going to be deflected right back to him anyway right and it's like humility everybody loves to be around somebody who's humble. I don't know anybody that would go, I don't like being around a humble person. We get it, we understand it's attractive, and yet we have a very difficult time being humble. Anybody? I get it, I totally understand that if if I'm humble, that'll be more attractive to the, the people around me in this room and in this world. But yet my pride gets in the way And it's just so interesting. But those times where I do humble myself, those are the times where God gets the greatest glory. And he comes through because I've let him into that. Because I truly believe um, it is almost impossible to be humble without Jesus Christ. I mean, it just, it really is difficult. Somebody else, how does this point to Christ? Kim, will go with you first. Well, just
10: to tag on to what you said just now, uh, too. In the word, it says, "In when I'm weak, I am made strong." I mean, when we hear people's stories and they share and they're vulnerable, gosh! I mean, I uh, for me personally, I just I'm just blown away, and I learn so much. I'm sure that other people do as well. You know?
0: Yeah. You know what's fun about it? I'm learning. I am loving this because the things that you guys are saying. I'm I've studied I studied this out this week. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get that, and I didn't get that, and I didn't get that. That was good. Uh, there's just so much life in this, absolutely. Um, it's great. God gets the glory as we just share what the Holy Spirit is sharing with us, yeah. Keith.
2: Hi, I'm Keith. Um, I, I I was uh, reading these verses in the amplified version, which is a really good version if you're hard of hearing. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, you got boom! It. I didn't know if any way we get there. Uh, but anyway, we got <laughs> it, man. <laughs> we got but it. it. But uh, it says, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. And um, you're saying, you know, you invite uh, Jesus into some situations, but some you don't. And I think it's uh, it 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 has to be a folk a habitual focus that in every situation. I invite Christ into it, uh, it because because sometimes we are the only Jesus that somebody that doesn't know him is going to see. Mm. You know, they're not going to listen to K-Love or, or watch a, a, a iPod thing, you know, on, on, uh, by somebody preaching. We're the Jesus that they're going to see. We're, we're the one mm. that, that may open their eyes and I just want to share a little experience. Um, I, I was doing an estimate in somebody's home for a fireplace, way out in the middle of nowhere. And this guy, uh, he was—he told me he was an artist, and uh, he taught at some college. And uh, they just moved here from Alabama. And uh, anyway, we were—I was giving him all the, you know, stuff about his fireplace and this and that. And then. And then I started asking him about his art. And I said, you know, what kind of art do you do? And he said, I'm a sculptor. And I asked him, you know, what's your most famous piece? And he got, he got his phone, and he was so excited to show me this sculpture he did of this American Indian, you know, Native American that was an uh, activist. And he did it for some thing. And, and then he showed me other pieces. And, and I was really interested in, in his art, took an interest in it. And then I said, um, I, you know what, I'm a Christian. And I believe that God is a creator, and God created you and me, and he made us like him, so we are creative. And I said, when you do your art and be, you're being creative, I think you're the most like God right then, you know. And and uh, I just left it at that. And, you know, maybe the next time he's working on a piece of art, mm. he's going to think about Uh, I was created and and I'm creating, creating something that was never there before. Mm -hmm. And now I have created it. And some, you know, maybe that's just a seed that was planted and maybe someone else is going to water that seed and someone will reap that harvest. But my, but my, I only say that to say that in every situation, if you, you know, that your, your thing, you know, this and then this, um, Rose does a lot of Zumba stuff, and so sometimes you got to go this and that at the same <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but anyway. Uh, oh, that was good. Keith. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think that we we have to be doing both at the same time yeah, yep. in every situation. Because as you're doing this in your everyday cares of this life, dealing with somebody, dealing with the p- person at the grocery store or or the gas station or this, you got to be doing this at the same time. Yeah. Because you may be the only Christ that they see that week uh, or that, you know, so that's how we're hidden with Christ. So. I love it. So good, Keith. Thank you so much. I, I feel
5: like I should hold the mic so you can accurately do.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody see that? That's, uh, that's, that's, that's what that's we're the looking for. That's horizontal
0: vertical <laughs> working together. I love it. Uh, hey, the truth is, and Keith brings it up, I, we interact horizontal all the time. I mean, that's that's every day all day of our our, our lives and um, and we have to be very intentional to get the vertical to come into that. Um, and it, it is a, it is an exercise, and
2: God is giving us some keys to that exercise right here. So Jake, yeah, so to, to go along with you, Keith, I kind of see it also kind of analytically annoying here, but with that, it's more of a triangular where you're actually, you're getting this from God. You're going horizontal, but you're rekindling that relationship with God for them. Ooh. Wow. All
0: right. We're, it's a triangle now. Wait. God's starting to give us pictures of this, guys. I love this. Get God with others and then bringing them to God. Ooh, I'm, I'm liking it. Love it. Okay. Yes.
11: My name's Jackie. Um, I have a hard time just only looking at the verses that we have, so I I hopped down a little bit. Um, And I just love that like the next section is like, therefore put to death these things. And he goes into talking about um, putting off the old self with its practices and putting on the new self and um, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And saying that Christ is all and in all, meaning like every type of human being, whether you're free, slave, um, uncircumcised, circumcised so on and so forth. So talking about how Christ is in all. And then also giving us instruction on what we should then therefore put on. And um, going down, the result would be um, letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts um, and also to be thankful. And then verse 17, I feel like is just awesome. It says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I just love like all from 1 to basically 17 giving us this instruction. And I keep going back to the word feed. I don't have that in my translation, but I really loved that um, picture because when I look at the things that we're supposed to put to death, they're, they're de- they lead to death. Those things that we are putting to death, if we partake in them, if we feed on them, they kill our bodies, they kill our souls, and um, they kill our relationship with the Lord. And mm. then the things that we put on, they they don't just hide us in Christ, but they make us more like Christ. And they're, they're, they're nourishment to our lives, not just our souls, so but good. our
0: body. Yeah, so good. I, yeah. As you're talking, I, I find myself thinking, God was so good to actually give us a physical understanding of this idea of life and death in the food we eat. I mean, if you just eat junk... That we're going to reap the b- the effects of that junk if we eat healthy we reap the uh, effects of that and spiritually that is the exact same thing emotionally that's the exact same thing relationship with other people exact same thing we put good into it you're gonna get good sounds like a verse where like whatever you sow you reap yeah. something like that right yeah this is really good yep.
10: so my name's Luke and anyone who knows me I I am not a public speaker, and I hate talking out in groups, but I've literally been sitting here listening to all these people talking and just reading this over and over again, and I can't get it off my heart, so i gotta f- I got to get it out. So when reading this, um, I kind of flipped it around, and I started at verse 3, so, and this is from the King James Version, but I'll try to paraphrase it so it doesn't sound too old. But for you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. Like, to me, like, that's a statement. Like, when Christ is in us, like, that's it. You're done. Like, like um, to what, I f- forget the lady um, over there was saying, like, stuff that she's gone through or, like, how imperfect we are, like, it doesn't matter. God's covered us, and, like, it's a reminder to us, like, mm. we are dead to everything else no matter what God can still use us how imperfect we are if we can't speak doesn't matter God will still use us he'll still be in there with us so going to verse uh, 4 like when Christ who is our life shall appear then you also appear with him in glory again it reminds me it doesn't matter how much I fail because I'm going to fail probably on a daily basis if I'm being honest Christ will still show out through my imperfect self and then after that reminder, that statement, then it's like going back to verse 1, like, okay, we're under Christ. So if you are under Christ, then, yeah, if Christ is, um, again, it's the reminder, like, if, then, um, if ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, um, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. And to me, when you're talking about the set, it just, jump back to me like set your affection where it talks about this to me like what is affection set your love set your desire on things that are above Mm. so not on money not on the worries of the world (laughs) because there's so many things that we can we love to gossip or we love to just worry about everything but if our affection if our love is on things above of what christ is and what he did for us it's gonna show out. It's yeah. gonna like what our what we intake, like what we live our life through, um, but like what type of lens, it's gonna come out. And it's so good. I think it kind of just like it's like a reminder, like we're under Christ and then hey, if you're under Christ, like hey, do this because your life will change. Christ will just show up more and more as we continue to focus on things that are above, not not everything else around us.
0: Love it. I love the fact that you brought out the word affection. Um, is one of the translations on that because um, w- what are you affectionate for? Um, and to get that understanding, um, I think there's a deeper um, well, uh, deeper river that we can, or I don't know, where you can go deeper when you actually start to look at it through affection, because we all have affections for certain things, um, and. I And even in the fact that you would grab the mic means that you're saying, hey, look, my affection for the Lord and what he's telling me right now is stronger than even my fear of of speaking. So thank you for doing that. I I said this before, but do you know they've done a poll and that people would rather die than publicly speak? (laughs) That's that's what the poll says. They'd rather (laughs) die. So you've overcome that, the fear. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, but it, it, it really is just that process, So and I love that. Thank you for sharing.
3: Hi, I'm Savannah. Um, you're doing great at your names, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it reminds me of my kids, and I
12: try to use love and logic. So if you want ice cream, you have to take a bath. You know, If you want to play outside, you have to do your homework. Um, so it, it, I keep if and then and therefore pump, um, jumps mm. out at me. And we are children of God. I love them unconditionally, whether they make their bad or not. And he does as well. We just have to turn our lives to him.
0: And oh, I that's think. so good. Yes. That is so good. All right, a couple of you have brought up, and we'll get to you, Crystal, in just a second. Uh, the therefore and the ifs and those other things. All right, just a quick teaching moment. Um, this section starts with a since then or a therefore. Um, just so that you know, anytime you're reading your Bible, um, you should look for... Uh, the therefore, and you should ask yourself, why for the therefore, right? Um, so you go back to chapter 2 real quick. Here's a summation of what was happening. The word therefore actually means to connect the dots. So before we even get into these first these four verses here, we have to connect the dots with what's happening. And this is just a little paraphrase that I came up. The last little bit talks about um, that we are not to judge or be judged by what we eat or drink. That people have lost connection with God and the body, the family of God, and submission to the worldly rules that are going to perish and lack value in restraining indulgence is what the people were doing. So they were trying to earn this by doing things that the world were, was telling them to do, and, and uh, Paul is actually saying, why are you doing that? You, you no longer have to live by these things, therefore, Set your minds, set your minds, die with Christ, and be revealed in him. And then it goes on, and it tells the rest of the three, which you, Jackie, you did so great with, in the fact that you need to then, okay, if we get this, therefore, these things then begin to take place. It's really important um, that when you see those words, read the back before it and what's coming after it, because it's very important, um, and it'll help you to establish something that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Crystal.
6: I think it just goes with what you're just saying when when I think of if then I think of school it takes me back to if then statements but I think mm. I studied if and then a while ago in the Bible it was just something that um, people around me were like hey let's look at this and when we would go through the Bible it was it for me it became an invitation and a promise from the Lord if daughter if you read this or if if you do these things then I will do that it's not a You have to, it's an invitation like, hey, I have this for you. If you would come sit with me at my table and dine with me, I have the strength you need for the day. Or if you have this, if you have this need, come to me and I want to give you peace for that. It's just a posture of an invitation or a promise for our lives.
0: Yep. All right. So for anybody that has ears to hear this, remember, you always filter God's word through your perception of who God is and if you think God is an angry austere mean God then it becomes a command and something but if you understand he's a loving father the if then becomes I love how you said that an opportunity or an invitation to be involved in that oh please understand you have a loving father that loved you so much that he sent his son to die on your behalf a God that loves you not a God that is wanting to be domineering and um, be controlling over you, you have a loving father.
6: My name is Jess. Um, Looking at verses three and four, I just keep thinking of the death and resurrection of Jesus and that that was an incredible thing that God did with his son and it's, I feel like it's saying like he wants to do that for us too. Mm. So to bring that like miraculous thing that happened you know, he was hidden in the tomb, and he wants us hidden in Christ. He was resurrected. He wants us to have that resurrection kind of yes. in him, you know, so um, I think that's how it just keeps pointing to Christ for me.
0: Love it. So good. All right, um, we're going to close. Um, I'm going to read it one more time. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, and here's the question I'm just going to ask, and we'll just do this real quickly and, and go into our week, um, but here's the question. If you were up here, what is the practical takeaway that you either feel like you are leaving with, or that you would share with somebody else and say, "Hey, um, you know, maybe this is a practical way to apply this into our lives"? The uh, Passion Translation is a paraphrase. I would not encourage the Passion Translation or the message as your devotional reading, but it is a good um, variation and brings out some different highlights of different verses, and so. I'm going to read it. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your life your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. Ooh, that's good. All right, what takeaway do you feel like the Holy Spirit is um, giving to you? Or, or maybe even that you would encourage others to, to walk out of here with um, from reading these four verses.
1: Lindsay. Um, So, at first, when I heard it, now I gotta find it the severed part Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that seems like, ugh. But then I'm like, oh, that's really freeing. Like, I'm severed from this life, like this earthly. Life, Like, there's freedom in that, that Mm. now I have the freedom to live in Christ because I don't have to be so consumed by what, by earthly things. I don't have to worry myself. I mean, (coughs) practical things, obviously, but, like, I don't need to be fearful or anxious or any of those things because... I've been severed. I've been set free and severed from those. God has done that. So
0: good. All right. So, the takeaway, if I could paraphrase, correct me if I'm wrong here, is hey, we get an opportunity every day to realize that if you've asked Jesus into your heart, you no longer are a part of the world's way of thinking. You are severed from that. And you actually can think about yourself and this world you live in from his heavenly perspective and not your own. Is that good? Okay. I love it. Take
4: I'm that Brad. away. For uh, I would just like to quickly say that, uh, you know, I've heard you talk about kind of like a little piece at a time. And, you know, this whole uh, that we've been talking about can be overwhelming. Like, you know, how do I apply this? But I think, and that we have a loving God. And, I, and we're all on a journey and we're all being sanctified. So. Paul said he never, he didn't attain it. So I think what I find when I see failures in my life or whatever, I have to pray to Him to help me. And all He wants is our will, and He gets the
0: glory. Well, that's good. So Brad, pray. Is that pray to Him and ask for His will in the midst of that? Right. There's power in prayer. Um, I I don't know. Again, not sure about you guys, but I don't know how many times I interact with my daily life and forget to involve Jesus into (laughs) it um, and pray. And that's a key takeaway that we can have for sure.
8: Uh, Up here hogging the mic. This is Wes. Um, (laughs) I I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of what Lindsay said, where this whole whole severing concept, um, you know, I'm not sure how everyone else feels, but to me it feels like things are pretty heavy today like in the world today and what we feed ourselves whether it's through social media or the news or whatever you hear from a colleague at work it's all very heavy mm. um, and it and it feels like you know I mean Christ specifically said m- my burden is light my yoke is easy and he wants to take that and so it feels like he's giving us instruction here to say like feast on all the things that I've given you and then sever, sever all those burdens, everything that you're carrying right now, so that you can you can walk in peace, and you're not going to be burdened by all these things anymore. And uh, and and with that, because of the fact that, like I think about, if I always had to carry around a 150-pound backpack, I would be distorted and I'd have some back problems, and I'd I'd probably you know not be a very attractive human being uh, after about 50 years of carrying that. And, um, and he's basically saying like, you can take that off. And then your true glory, everything that you are, who I built you to be, who I created you to be is going to be revealed in that. Um, so that's to me, what I would like to walk away with is severing all of those distractions and all those burdens that I carry that I don't even realize I'm carrying so that I can be who I am in Christ.
0: And I would, uh, here's the thought that came to my mind while you were speaking. Um, If you're feeling heavy and burdened, that might be a litmus test to the fact that something is not in line this way. And here's where this comes in really important. We need one another to help each other to know those things. Um, We talked last night a little bit about deception. The truth is, if you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. And so, Maybe the burden, the heaviness is an indicator and maybe you could go ask a friend, uh, man, I have this weight, this burden that I'm carrying in my life and I'm not 100% sure why. What do you see in my life that God could expose? And, and let that person sharpen you uh, because there's great life in that. A couple more in Sorry, the world. Sorry,
12: my done. heart's beating out of my chest, but um, we haven't talked about spiritual warfare at all. But there's, and I've been studying it off and on for about 18 months, it's dark. Mm -hmm. And Satan wants only to kill, rob, and destroy. Mm -hmm. So on a practical sense, my marriage has been under attack in the last few months, and specifically in the last week, with some things that are going on in our family. And Satan wants our marriage. I fought for our marriage 10 years ago, and it seems he wants it again.
4: Mm.
12: And I have been trying to find those reasons to save it. So a couple nights ago, I was like, I'm reading in the beginning of the Bible again in Exodus, where Moses is asking God to remember the covenant that he had had with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God reminded me of my covenant that I made Mm. with my husband, and we sincerely, both of us, made that covenant between God, our family, and friends, and even though one of us doesn't believe in that covenant anymore, that doesn't mean it's broken, and so I just said, God, please remember the covenant that we made with you, I don't know what that looks like. That was just a couple nights ago. But there was a marked difference that next morning. There was softness. There was a release of what the future holds. So God will show up. There will, there will be, if you ask God to fight for you in your home, if you put on that worship music really loud, it changes the atmosphere mm. when you write scripture on your son's walls so that he remembers who he is. It changes. Things change. So, on a practical sense, when, when we apply the things that are in the scriptures and we bring him down to us, to earth, things change.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I'm going to pray in just a second for that. Yeah. Go
6: ahead. I'm Leanne. I'm one of those people that would rather die right now. <laughs> 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 um, but it reminds me of a scripture in 1 John two seventeen, where it says that this world is passing away, and so is its desire. So whatever we set our minds on, or our hearts on in this world, it's it's not going to be here it doesn't matter anymore.
0: So good. All right, I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer. I, I I just want you to know that I, I love the fact, I feel like you guys could keep going, keep going, um, but we do have child care workers that uh, have told me don't keep going. Um, uh, but I, I'm going to pray, um, and here's my heart, that you would take home with you whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And maybe it's a few of these things that what, People have said um, maybe it's an interaction where you get with other people this week. Uh, be intentional. Don't let this just be a Sunday morning thing and then you walk out of here and don't visit it again. Read through these verses. Read what it was in chapter 2. Read the end of 3. Um, get with somebody and talk about these things. Ask what they took away. What, what was their practical thing? Um, because it's, it, it's not until we start to actually step out in the practical things that we will change and we will grow. And we're stepping out in that in the service with you guys grabbing mics and people who would, would rather die than grab a mic and yet feel the compulsion to grab that mic. I absolutely love that. We're being equipped and trained in this room to be able to take it out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just pray that God would do these things for all of us. And just so you know, marriages are under attack right now. We prayed on Tuesday at staff for marriages right now. So stand up against that and know that that those things are taking place the enemy would love to divide and conquer and separate as many as he can Um, and so just go before the Lord and ask him um, how to navigate if you're struggling right now um, ask him to intervene um, and ask him to give wisdom divine wisdom instruction for you um, as, as Heather just shared but so Heavenly Father we come to you right now and Lord I pray for marriages Pray for marriages right now that are under attack and I pray that you would just give divine instruction and wisdom and that you would come in in a very real and practical way. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us to understand that you care for us, that you love us, that uh, as was mentioned earlier, that you went through these things so that we would have a role model, an example, a hero, if you would, that we can look up to because you did these things without flaw. And so Lord, help us to realize that if there is uh, a heaviness, if there is a uh, weariness about us, uh, Lord, that is a great indicator that we are not keeping our eyes on the things that are above, but we're being caught up in the things that are here of this earth. Lord, I pray that you would sever those things from every person listening to me right now, and that you would break off the, the lies the the veil that the enemy wants to keep over our hearts and our minds that would keep us away from tapping into the abundant life that Jesus you said you came to give us and so Lord we pray for that abundant life and we understand that abundant life comes when we uh, take these four verses and we actually apply them into our heart and into our life where we go to the bottom We get to the bottom of the things that you are doing in heaven, where we set our understanding, our observation, our care, our affection on the things of heaven and not here on earth. And so Lord, remind us of these things this week. Give us clarity of what that looks like for each one of us individually. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.